Okay, let's, let's pray. And then, wow, everyone looks so good in like this huge formation. It's awesome. All right, so Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord God. We honor you. You are so wonderful. You are full of wonder, Lord. And we thank you for this year of abundant harvest, Lord, and for the wonders, Lord God, the marvels, Lord, the extraordinary manifestation of your greatness in our midst, Lord. We just yield ourselves to you, and we're excited, Holy Spirit. You are the author of invention, Lord. You are the author of creativity. You are the author of this wild joy, this excitement in the room. And we praise you, Lord, because we know that we are the happy recipients, Lord, of everything that you're doing, all the good. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for impartation tonight, Lord. You're desiring to move us along, Lord God. And we say yes right now. We just say yes to you, Holy Spirit. You're so, so, so good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so fun. You're fun. You are fun. You're a fun God. You're fun to be around. You're funny. Yay, God. You're a happy God. You are a happy, happy God, Lord. You make us happy. Glory to God. And we're just excited, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yay. Well, that might be news to some people that God is happy. He's a happy God. I don't think it's news to anybody in this room. No, because during worship, for, you know, I had this little moment where I looked for some reason. Normally, I don't look at people when they're worshiping, but I just turned around and I looked and I was, wow, literally, wow, as I'm looking around and I see everybody in worship. I mean, I, I guess I got to experience what it's like for the worship team to look out and just see the intensity of worship. And I, I want to just encourage you with that. Your worship is so powerful and beautiful. And so many people, like every single one, fully, wholeheartedly engaged. It was really, really powerful and very, very, very honoring to God. So, so, so good. So, so yay. Yay, 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 everybody. Everybody, just pat yourself on the back. I love to worship Jesus. <laughs> yay, God. I want to just honor pastors. <clears throat> You know, the whole pastoral team, really, the whole, just the ingenuity of this theme. Isn't this going to be fun? Like, just the smiley face. It just is just right. It's right. It's right. And so, it's just so good. So, thank you for this chance to just be part of what's going on here. It's so cool. Thank you. Yay, God. Okay. So, we're talking about the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. The pursuit of happiness. So I have a couple questions for you just to start. We're going to do a little audit just to kind of start off, okay? Nothing serious. You don't have to share your results with anyone or anything like that, okay? First question, how happy are you? On a scale of one to five, how happy are you? Don't have to tell anyone. Just take a moment just to reflect. No condemnation, nothing like that. Just a little audit. Next question, what would your friends say about you? Do they think that you're a happy person? What number would they give you? What's your, what's your overall presentation when you interact and come in contact with people? What, do, what would they say? And even if you're feeling like you are a happy person, what God is wanting to do is to take us to the next level because I don't think there's one single person here that wouldn't like to be a little more happy than you already are right now, yeah. right? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about just the dynamics of happiness. And we're going to be talking about pursuit. What does it mean to pursue happiness? 
So you can get your notebooks out because there is one new thing that Holy Spirit, um, you know, pastors probably already know this, but it was something that I felt like I got out of just preparing my notes. And I love continuum, so I'll just let you in. It's a, it's a little continuum that the Lord kind of showed me, so I'm excited about that. So sometimes people think that in order to be happy, they have to have that new thing that they're hoping to receive, like maybe a new car or to own your own home or you're looking for some health in your body, you're hoping your kids turn out okay, you know, those kinds of things. And we kind of have that sometimes, someday mentality, you know, when everything's all okay, I'm going to feel happy. You know, when all my ducks are in a row, all my T's and crossed and my eyes are dotted, then I'm going to be happy. And so in this time, we're going to just explore, and not just tonight, because there's a whole series of people coming after all of these Wednesdays, right? Just focused on another slice in that pie of understanding. So tonight's one slice in this uh, plan. But I, I know that God is... Um, He's wanting to teach us some things. His word declares that the children of the righteous are taught of the Lord. So we just make ourselves available to be taught of him tonight. And he wants to impart things to us. He literally wants to just download to us, like a little deposit, those things that revelation brings, right? As we get a revelation of what God is saying and doing in our midst, then we receive that grace to actually walk that out. Because if you can't see it, it's hard to actually go, right? So as soon as someone turns a light on, you can find your way to the door immediately, right? It's just a straight line from where you are to the door. But if you're in the dark, you might be zigging, zagging, trying to find your way without the light. So tonight we're going to receive some light concerning happiness. It's going to make it so much easier for us to be happy, to experience happiness. Yay! Okay, so excited. Hey God. So when I started this, you know, I'm just praying in tongues, Holy Spirit, so much we could do. There's so much. Um, and, you know, just a coincidence, I end up being here tonight to do this first talk. And um, I'm like, Lord, you know, how should we begin? So, of course, I feel like get your dictionary out. So we're going to start with a little survey of some of the words, just looking at the dictionary and finding some uh, real like nuggets that God has been, um, well, not new, there's nothing new under the sun, right? But maybe new to me, possibly new to you, okay? All right, so let's start with the word happiness. What is happiness? Now remember, this is a slice in the pie, okay? So we're gonna have several attempts to define this, okay? Everybody good? Okay, so happiness is the state of being Happy, yay, wow, check. Happiness is a state of being happy. What is happy? What does it mean to be happy? Looking it up in the dictionary, I was surprised to find that happy actually is a state of contentment. So contentment is linked to happiness, a state of contentment or even pleasure. Pleasure is kind of an obvious thing, right? Because we know when we feel pleasure, we happiness seems to kind of go along with that, right? But contentment is another piece of what God is wanting to download to us, that we uh, scrutinize ourselves and our thoughts and our emotions concerning this word and state of being called contentment, okay? So then, okay, so let's see, we have happiness is based 
or related to contentment. You see that? They go together. Okay, so what does contentment mean? Hmm, contentment actually means to be satisfied. Wow, satisfied. That's interesting. And then when I looked up satisfied, guess what satisfied means? Satisfied means to have your wishes or your desires fulfilled. So, hmm, hop, skip, and a jump through those four words, and we have this really cool continuum that goes, happiness is related to or based on a sense or state of contentment, which is related to a state of satisfaction, right, which is related to the fulfillment of desire or the wishes or the dreams that you have in your heart. Do you see that? Happiness feels like something. It looks like an emotion. If I'm happy, you probably can tell. That's what the button's all about. You know, happy face here, I got a smile on. It's an external representation of what's going on on the inside, right? Hop, skip, and a jump down to desires. Those desires in our heart. And the cool thing, the awesome privilege about Light City is that we have such a radical understanding of the soul, as Pastor Ian would put it. We have such a deep understanding of how the soul works, our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. So we have an understanding of the inner workings of our mind and of our brain. So we can start to unravel this thing just like the beliefs continuum, right? Beliefs affect your thoughts, which affect your emotions, which affect your decisions, your actions, your habits, your character, your destiny. So if we're trying to unravel that, understanding the component parts makes it easier to know where our problem is, right? Or what is the foundational thing that we need to address? Beliefs, what we believe is quintessential, right? It's essential to our transformation. This is the awesome thing about Light City, what God is doing here. It's really phenomenal. It really is amazing to think that we can simplify our suffering or our pain through understanding. We can put it in right perspective and we can no you know, longer be oppressed by suffering when we actually have some light concerning what's at the root of that thing. There's hope then, isn't there? As soon as we begin to understand, ah, my behavior that I'm trying to change, those bad habits, I can change through addressing my belief system. By getting truth, I can change everything. So similarly with happiness, if we address the desires of our heart, we're going to have a impact on our sense of satisfaction, right? Our contentment in life, and ultimately the happiness that we are enjoying or experiencing. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? Yay. So, so good. The desires of our heart are important, super important. Yay, so, so good. I have a, a funny little example about this. It's a very natural example. Forgive me for this, but um, this week I had uh, shutters installed in some of my windows, California shutters. Anyway, so um, I have wanted those shutters for a very long time, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so when the shutters went in and the guy left, 
I'm looking at these windows and I started to cry. I, I was literally crying. And the other bizarre thing was that my grin was literally from ear to ear. No exaggeration. So I thought, something is going on here. This is, and we're talking about happiness this week, and I feel so happy over this very material thing. And so I, you know, I went, you know, Dom was right there, and he's looking at me. He thought at first I was upset, and I'm like, no, 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 these, I'm happy. This is, this is good. I like these shutters, right? And he's like, wow, if I knew it was going to make you that happy, you know, we would have done it a lot sooner. So as I was unpacking, like, the external manifestation of happiness, right? Wow, this joy I was feeling. I thought about that continuum, and I thought, this is actually the fulfillment of 30 years of desire. I know that sounds crazy, you know, but I've wanted California shutters for a long time, right? And there was like a time where I was thought, oh, that's too expensive, we're not gonna do that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, here we are. So I had this desire, right? So I'm happy because I feel content. I like these shutters, they look good. I'm so satisfied because this desire has been fulfilled in my life. You see that? Connection, right? Yeah. So, so good. So let's look at a much more spiritual example, okay? Let's look at salvation, for example. So when we accept Christ, you know, the Bible talks about the joy of our salvation. It actually uses that language, right? That when we are saved, we actually experience this sense of joy or pleasure, right? And what, what is that all about? Well, if we know that happiness is connected to something that's going on in the heart, right? If it's connected to contentment, satisfaction, and our will for our desires, then we can trace that back to this idea, right? That when you accept Christ, you're content, right? And satisfied in the will, knowing that you are, you're part of the family, that desire that you have, that everyone has, and I'm jumping a little fast, but I'm kind of wearing a little Rama hat here, and you know, um, for the sake of time, I'm jumping to the fact that in our heart is that desire to belong, to be part of something greater than ourselves, right? To be connected to family, to know that we're loved, to know that we belong, right? That we have this deep desire to know that we're protected, that we're provided for, all of these, these things which are obvious in children, but not so much in adults. We do a good job of masking and hiding those basic needs. But salvation brings us to this revelation, this realization that those inner longings of our heart are actually satisfied in Christ. And so we feel, we feel joy. We feel tremendous joy at our salvation. Yay, God. So what does the Bible actually say about fulfilling our desires? Because desire fulfillment is quintessential, right? Okay, so yay, God. I'm going to not digress on ice cream examples and things like that. So, Okay, so what does the Bible say about fulfilling desires? Mo many of you know this scripture, Psalm 37, verse 4, and it says, delight yourself in the Lord, right? And he will give you the desires of your heart, right? Delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I love this because 
What is God saying to you through this verse? Think about that for a second. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I see a big check mark when I, see, when I hear that verse, because I hear God's approval that we have desires, and he's okay with that, right? He knows those deep things that we long for that are either fulfilled, you know, perhaps through our salvation, or perhaps we're still longing for those things, right? We have those desires. And the key in this is the delighting, right? Delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. This is an internal work, right? I mean, I think that's plain to all of us here. This is something happening on the inside. This is not simply an external experience of joy, but something that happens first inside. The abiding, for example, happens between your spirit and God's spirit, and together you come in covenant, right? And, and begin to experience the love of God, the presence of God, and the fulfillment of the promises of God, right? All of that happening on the inside. I love this translation from the Passion. It says, same, same scripture, Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and he will provide for you what you desire the most. So what does that say? If we just use the reasoning of the continuum that I shared, right? God will make you happy, right? Because he will provide what you desire. He will fulfill, he will satisfy those desires. And those desires are related to our sense of happiness, okay? The next verse I'm just going to throw in for fun because I just love this. It says, give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly, right? He pulled it off perfectly. He's, he's flawless in his, his devotion to us, right? And his ability to execute in our lives. He's, he's so, so, so good. Yay, God. Okay. All right. So, so we kind of get this idea that happiness comes from the Lord, from delighting in him, right? It's this internal work that manifests externally, right? We have a huge part to play with that, right? There's an, a quote that actually says, um, happiness, how does it go? Help me, Holy Spirit. Happiness in life depends on quality of thought. I have this on my kitchen wall. It's one of those... Um, stencils, right, that I had put up long, long time ago, and when I first put it up, I wasn't sure if it was a little too secular because I didn't really understand the workings of the soul back then, so I was concerned that it wasn't God-specific enough, right? Happiness in life depends on quality of thought, but what we're saying here is when you believe the truth, you can be assured that your thoughts will be highest quality thoughts and therefore you are going to be happy. You're going to be happy as you discern and deliberate on the truth, those thoughts are going to produce what seems like or feels like or looks like happiness in our life. Yay God, we just, we just love him, right? He's so good, he's so good. I just wanna share one quick, um, other quick verse. And this is from Acts chapter 16, verse 30 in the Amplified. And this was when Paul and Silas were in prison. Do you remember that story? 
And at midnight, they were praising God. And what happened? As they're praising God, all the shackles fell off, right? And not just on Paul and Silas, but on all of the prisoners that were there. The shackles came off in the praise. And it astounded the jailer so much that he wanted to give his life to Jesus. He saw this miracle and he was ready to kill himself and Paul said, don't do that, we're all here. And he fell at Paul's feet and he said, what can I do to be saved? That word saved is a big word. It doesn't just mean how can I go to heaven, right? How can I not go to hell? Sometimes we might, have, we might think that that's what the word saved means, but it's so much bigger than that. It's actually a word that encompasses this Zoe life, you know, this perfect life that God has for us, this life that's full of happiness, right? So what can I do to be saved? What can I do to be happy? What can I do to be like you, Paul, to be in a dungeon, strapped, just having been beaten and praising God and rejoicing. And this is Paul's answer to him, and it's very much like what we've already heard. He says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Check, right? Because I think that's everybody here. And if you are not, if you don't know Jesus, we would love to introduce him to you. Just come at the end of service, and it would be our absolute pleasure to do that. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give yourself up. Give yourself up to him. Give yourself up to him. Uh, Take yourself out of your own keeping. Take yourself out of your own keeping and entrust yourself into his keeping. Ha, thank you, God, right? I can't go down that road, but honestly, that word God keeps us is repeated in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, so many times and if you look up what the word means it's just a long list of protection and provision so many things encompassed in that word keeping and in fact in jude it says that it's god's good pleasure to keep us from falling away Mm -hmm. wow god we have a loving father who has pulled out all the stops on our behalf to make sure that we are happy glory to god Yay, God. All right, so I want to take a second and define pursuit. Is everybody good? Everybody's good, good, good. You're all so good. You're amazing people. I mean that sincerely. Seriously. So good. Okay, so what does the word pursuit mean? Well, to pursue, so listen closely because this is an action word. It's an action verb, okay? This is not a passive word even though it starts with P. It's got nothing to do with passivity. Pursuit is to follow or chase. So this is the pursuit of happiness we're talking about, right? If happiness is dependent upon quality of thought, I don't know about you, but lots of times I'm tempted to have lousy thinking, right? To have poor quality thought, poor quality. I mean, it's sometimes the littlest thing. If it rains on your parade, you know, you can be tempted But this is saying that we have to follow, chase after happiness. Then it says we have to continue. We have to continue along the path to happiness, right? This is not a drive-through experience, right? So we have to follow, chase after, and continue. And then finally it says we have to seek to attain, seek to kind of overcome. I mean, think about all these car chases and all these action films that are out there, right? The pursuit, right? The bad guy being pursued by the good guy. What's the point of the pursuit? It's to catch him, right? It's not, 
just to have fun, right? There is a goal in mind, and the pursuit is not over until he's caught. Okay, so to seek to attain over a long period of time. How long is long? I don't know. But it's not a drive-through experience, okay? Because there are layers, layers, layers that God just keeps peeling back, right? As we just become transformed into our true selves, right? Pastors talk so much about the creature, right? So much about that counterfeit identity that we have adopted in order to protect ourselves or to cope in life or to just simply move forward in some small way, right? So our true selves, the Bible says, is hidden in Christ. And in order to find our true selves, we have to be willing to pursue. We have to be willing to delight ourselves in the Lord. That's a pursuit in itself, because many times we don't feel like it, right? Truth be told. Okay, so, so I have this awesome video I want to share that came across uh, my path from from Enjoy this week. She was sharing just a really motivational kind of video. And I'm gonna just preface it a little bit. Now, when you watch this video, I want you to look for metaphors, okay? Don't just watch it because it's really cute and motivational. You know, don't even bother reading the words on the screen because there'll be some phrases, you know, that you can look for. But watch it and look for metaphors. And I'll give you a little clue just to kind of, you know, help you to relax into it as soon as you see it. it. It's a little baby, she's 20 months old. I went online and I Googled this child. She's two, just, just about two years old, and she's climbing a wall, a rock climbing wall. So uh, her parents are professional rock climbers, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart, right? Yep, even when they're two. So if, if the AV could just roll this and just enjoy this and look for metaphors.
watching for metaphors, right? I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you some of them because in class yesterday, we, we actually kind of interacted with that, right? But the pursuit of happiness is going to take everything, everything that you have, right? If you are wanting the desires of your heart to be fulfilled, you are going to have to throw yourself into that activity, right? You're going to have to throw yourself into that transformation process, into the internal work that God's doing, into the abiding in his presence. This is not a passive activity. At the beginning of that, did you notice how she struggled for a while trying to find the next step? Did you see that? So, but did you notice that not for one moment did she decide to quit? She never decided to kind of look, you know, go back down and just think this is going to be too hard. She had an end in mind, right? And so she continued to go. She continued to go. Did you notice how long it took her to find that one rock on the left where she cranked her left leg up so high? It took her a while. But then did you notice the next time she was in the exact same situation, her leg went right up and she got that same position instantly. And for me, the metaphor in that is we're going to go through stuff, right? It's, the metaphor is we're on this road. We're climbing this wall. We're doing the same activity that she's doing, only in different arenas, right? And as we kind of struggle through that sometimes, we will find our way because the Lord has a rock for us. He is the rock, but he has a rock for us to position ourselves so that we can succeed. He set this thing up so that we would make it to the top. This is the kind of father that we have. He is a good, good God. He's a good God. He is a good God. So she continued to go, right? She continued to go. It's going to take courage. It's going to take determination. It's going to take patience, right? It's going to take all of that. Now, I think this is interesting too. When she was at the bottom, did you notice her look back? Yes. Who was she looking back to? Her parents, right? She was looking back to her father, to her mother. Before she set out on that journey, she knows how high seven feet is right? She knows it's a lot higher than where she is right now. It turns out that they actually have a little mini wall in her nursery. So she's been practicing climbing, but not as high as this one. But she looked back to see her father, right? And it was just a glance and she kept on going. Now, when she got to the hard place at the top, she looked back again, but only for a second because victory was right before her, right? But she had to know that he was there and we are no different. We need to be reminded of the love of our Father for us and that as we continue, we're going to be victorious. It is a certainty, absolutely. Now, there's one little problem at the end of her journey. Did you see how long it took her to get over? She tried something different than what she had been doing all along. And this is a cautionary note that we put out yesterday in school. All along, the rocks had been getting her to her victory, right? She found the first one, then she found the next one, even though it took her a while, and then she kind of kept on going. But then she got to the top and saw the end, and she abandoned the route that had taken her to her success. But you probably noticed, choose the rock to the right. There's one to the right, right? There's one to the left. There were two rocks there. Instead, she kept trying to hoist herself and just use her core and she didn't have enough strength to do that eventually she remembered and she chose the one rock and found it able she was able to leverage herself over the top of that mountain so so what's the point in all of that right god has put tools in our hands to get us 
let's not forget that this summer, okay? The same tools that have got us to this place of strength and certainty of peace, whatever you're enjoying in your life, the same way you got here through fellowship at Light City, through attending church, right, Sundays and Wednesdays, reading your Bible, praying in tongue, listening to really good teaching, fellowshipping with other believers, all of those things, meditating, dealing with your stuff, all of those are like rocks that God has given to us, pastors, right, who will lead and mentor, all of those things. So we have to be never tempted to just do it in our own strength because we will not achieve the end through our own strength. It's going to require God to get all the way, even if we can taste and see that the victory is almost there. God, God is desiring that we would finish with him, Amen. that we would finish with him and give him all the glory. So, so yeah, God is good. So can I just pray for you guys? Is that good? Okay. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just worship you. You're so, so good, Lord. And we just are excited about all that you're doing in our midst. Lord, we're excited. We're excited. We're excited, Lord. We are truly excited, Lord God. We just allow our hearts to be disturbed right now. And we give you a yes, God. Yes, 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 yes Lord. And Father, we just give you our commitment, Lord. As we set out into the summer, Lord, where we're on vacation or whatever we're doing this summer, Lord, we just, we, we commit ourselves to you, Lord, to stay strong in faith, to grow in faith, to grow in you. And Holy Spirit, just speak to our hearts right now. What's one thing that we can do to help us end the summer stronger than we are right now, Lord? What's one thing, Lord God, that you desire of us that would be a rock, Lord God, in our path, Lord? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for the accountability in our lives that's built in to help us to succeed. We honor you, Lord, and we give you all the glory, all the praise, Lord, because it's because of you, Lord. It's because of you. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord. You give the grace to do it, and we receive that grace in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus, or you've known about him but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat the simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here 
so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.